Hi pals, welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. I am Angelica Yard. And I'm Charisma O'Keefe, and we are here weekly talking to you about all things business, entrepreneurship, balance, and so many other things. Um, and hopefully you've been listening for a while, but if you haven't, we've been on here for about five years now. So we're, this podcast is going to kindergarten. It, we're getting up there. <laughs> uh, even though we are not acting like it, I literally just called you by mistake. My bad. Uh, I saw that. It was, it was very distracting. And I was trying, I was like, let me not say anything. I'm going to keep no, it I'm a professional. Look, you're like a genius. I'm like, my phone is ringing. What is happening? <laughs> uh, embarrassing because we have, I'm shooketh. We've just had a day of like, it feels like it was day, like episode one today. I was <laughs> trying to record this podcast. And I feel like older podcasters understand. Like you have days where it's like smooth and seamless and you're like professionals and you're like, I'm an audio engineer now, which we, none of us are. And then you have days like today where you're like, should I even have a podcast? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> we just don't have it together. Stuff is happening. So it uh, definitely have been a, a, a time. It's November. It is time for giving. It is time to reflect on the fact that we've been in this pandemic. Corona is about to be two years old. Happy toddlership to our favorite pandemic. Still out here thriving. It's not my favorite pandemic. <laughs> it's our only <laughs> pandemic. Uh, okay, my favorite, my favorite would be one that I was like not alive for because I wasn't there. So. Yes. Yes, that would be well, my our, my our, preference. You're like, I, any any. I will say that I'm like, okay, I spent like a good amount of the pandemic like in depression, but I'm not depressed anymore. So I'm very happy about that. So, you know, the other day, it was like one day, like, no, I think it last Monday, Tuesday, you can ask David. I said, is this what happiness feels like? Are people happy in these streets? Just like all the time? Just like this? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. It's really nice. Like, I forgot what it was like, it and I'm like, oh, this jarring. is so cool. And I knew it was only going to be for a day, because it straight up was only for, like, not even a full day. It was for, like, four to six hours. But it was just uh, to feel peace and happiness. So shout out to you happy people. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, I'm, I'm a happy person again. But it's, like, it's a lot of work now <laughs> like i remember when i used to just like be happy because <laughs> that's what know? I, but that's what i'm saying like i got up and i didn't do anything to induce the happiness yes, you know what I mean? like i didn't have yeah. to jump start my cortisone level like i didn't have to do anything yeah. like, i just woke up and my body was happy okay. like, well so i i'm like i'm at a place right now where like i can be happy but i do have to do the things but that's an improvement. So I'm like, you know, we're here. No, like, it is. It's yeah, thriving. Yeah. It's thriving. And it's, it's hard because it's like, I will say like I do better on the weekends because like I can make John do the things that like will make me happy. So it's like, I don't have to do it. But yeah, if I'm home, you know, like during the week, it's like, it's harder because I'm like, okay, you have to do these things. And sometimes I'm like, eh, I don't want to like go see the sun or whatever. Like I'll just stay inside and be unhappy and like get to work <laughs> as a distraction. Um, but I'm, I'm learning. And I will say having a dog helps because it makes me get outside. And sometimes it's literally as simple as like me getting outside, but I just don't want to do it. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I've been happy lately. So I'm, I'm really pleased about that. I will say that like, I'm definitely feeling like, you know, really just appreciative of not living up north because I am extremely um, affected by seasonal like depression. Mm -hmm. 
And I, you know, that's not something I ever knew because I've always lived in Florida. And so I learned that very quickly (laughs) within a matter of like a week uh, when we moved. And so going into the season, like, you know, going into winter soon, I'm just like, you know, I can't help but feel, you know, appreciative that I'm not going to deal with that anymore. And I'm kind of just reflecting on that and just thankful that I like got through that time. And it also just makes me like that much more aware of, what other people like, because, you know, obviously, like we work and and deal with people that are like all over. So I'm just like, that much more sensitive to what they're going through now, because I understand like, just how many people are affected by it. And I think a lot of people are probably affected and don't even really realize that it's like, that's what it is. Like, they're like, Oh, like, you know, people just get sad around winter. And it's like, no, this is like actual depression. Like, this is like, kind of serious I think that like a lot of people don't really get treated for it because it's just like oh everyone's just sad now but I'm like I do feel like more people should be you know talking to a therapist possibly being on medication that time of year and just kind of like you know having their toolbox ready of like things to do to like fight seasonal depression because it's really rough and I think that you know with the pandemic unfortunately it's only just gotten worse I think this year will be a bit better I know a lot of people are are talking like a lot of northerners are talking about how they're really excited that this year they can at least see friends and family in their home because they're like vaccinated whereas last year you know we were not vaccinated during winter so it's just like even having a friend over was just kind of like do I really want to do this you know Um, so at least there's that this year. I think that that's going to really, really, really help. Um, but you know, it's just with this pandemic, we just don't know what's happening day to day. So it's a lot. Put your mask on if you're inside, like straight up. And if you are doing, it's wild to me because I feel like it's not difficult and testing is so accessible at this point that like, if I want my friends to come over, even all of us being vaccinated or whatever, I still like, if we're traveling from out of town, just get tested because you've been yeah, on a plane. I don't know why people aren't getting tested for things. Like I'm like, so my birthday's in January and obviously like we don't really have real winter here, but I do want to get everybody together for my birthday and I'm just going to ask everyone to get tested. Like I know and I would not people, be mad about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah stop my nose. I know the people coming and I know everybody coming has gotten both vaccinations and majority of them have already gotten their booster or getting their boosters like this week yes um and i also know that most of the people that are coming to my birthday also like aren't going to be traveling there's only one person of this group that will be traveling during the holidays um but nobody else will be traveling and that person that's traveling is actually driving so it's like not you know not a, a a group that is taking high risk but even still I would just like everybody to get tested to just make it easier, especially because there will be a four-year-old in attendance because my nephew's not old enough to get vaccinated yet. And there'll be possibly a baby there because my friend is a baby. So it's just like, it's just easier. Why don't we just get tested and just not worry about it? Keep it and take care of the children. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, or there are vulnerable, just our most vulnerable communities or people who cannot get vaccinated. I don't know why that's difficult to do but you know everyone do what you want i just won't see you people who aren't you know vibing in my space like if you don't want to live my same vibes i think that there's like a lot of people that are very upset like they feel as if you know and i don't want to like project too much but i just know some people personally that um have expressed online that they are upset that other people like want like not necessarily want them to be vaccinated but like don't want to spend as much time with them if they're not vaccinated or, or whatever. And the thing is, is like, I think that people understand, need to understand, like, it's not necessarily about someone trying to control your decision, but it could be about somebody 
who has a person in their life who they have to be extra careful for. So I know somebody that actually, I know one person that actually cannot get vaccinated um, as of yet. Hopefully he will be able to at some point, but he cannot get vaccinated right now because of certain um, health and immuno major issues that he has. Um, so he has to be incredibly careful. And then I also have a few friends who have family members that are vaccinated, but it's just like that person is just in such a critical um, health position that they don't want to get sick and die. Um, my best friend, her dad is 92 years old. So it's like, you know, and I'm obviously like around them all the time. They're like basically family to me. So it's like, that's been my position is just like, I need to be around people who are being incredibly careful and taking every precaution because I don't want to kill my best friend's dad. Like it's just, you know what I mean? Like this is straight up. That's what it is. It's not about anything else. It's just, that's where I'm at. So, you know, just, I don't know, just everybody take a deep breath, wear your mask, give people space, and hopefully we'll get through this winter and 2022 will maybe be better. I don't know. Because 2021 had one job and that was like to be better than 2020. And like somehow I think 2021 felt worse than 2020 to me. To me. To me. To me. And again, we come from a place of privilege, extreme privilege, where 2020 wasn't difficult because we already worked. We didn't have to make extreme changes. Yes. I think that is so true. 2020, I had John home with me. So it was like nice actually to have him home. I mean, obviously horrible why he was home. But like he was a lot safer because he was home. So he was home with me all of 2020, um, you know, after the pandemic started. And so I didn't have to worry about him going out into the world every day. And I shopped like once every few months um, because it's just the two of us. So it really wasn't a huge deal. And then we were very privileged to be able to eventually just start getting grocery delivery. Um, So yeah, we were in a very privileged situation. And for, you know, part of 2020, most of 2020, we were in Florida and where we lived, like we had a lot of outdoor space. So we could walk around and feel pretty safe outdoors. Nobody was around. Now for 2021, it's like we were up north and like he was in the school and, you know, he's in a school now. So it's just a completely different situation. Um, And I just feel like I know that a lot of people share that thing about how like, you know, when something first happens and you're in that like fight or flight mode, you're like, okay, like I can do this. I can get, we can get through. But now we've been in it for so long that we're just like, okay, is this ever going to be done? Like our bodies like, and our brains just don't even know how to like react anymore because it's just ongoing panic. So it's a lot, you know, but it's the holiday season y'all. So we're just going to lean into that. And yeah, I'm just going to be listening to my holiday music and John will get some time off from work, so that'll be nice. And I'm going to be baking things and just doing all the holiday things. Dropping stuff off at your floor or at your door to be extra. I will, yeah, I'll talk about it later. <laughs> I should just carol at your house. That would be yeah, great. You just loudly. would, but I, I won't be right here, so you can come to my, where I'm going to be at. <laughs> you'll be, you'll be upset that I am no longer where I am, so... We will be uh, transversing and, and moving over the first week of December, Ooh, which is fun. a journey and a half. But like we we are very privileged and we don't move very far and we stay in the same city. And so uh, it's very it's so funny because talking to school stuff and, and talking about my, to my daughter's teachers and things. And they're like, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you guys. Move. I'm like, we moved four streets up the last time, like literally 
yeah she's doing like the privilege is insane and i also don't want to minimize anyone's feelings because feelings are feelings but also like i don't like when people maximize triviality if it's not affecting someone in a, like you know what i mean like our kids yeah in this area are extremely privileged and yes. they are handled with kitty gloves a lot of the time. Oh my and goodness, so yes. Things the kids that in are this just town like don't even know how to cross the street because of the kitty gloves here. So there are some things where it's like not sound like a boom or whatever, but there are literal things that are just so like a non-issue and should not be highlighted, not to minimize anyone's feelings. You can feel how you feel to give your kids a tool to process their feelings, but don't I don't want you to feel like you are experiencing a world shattering event when you move in the same exact like style and layout, <laughs> like quite literally the same uh, from four streets over. Like I'm not going to let, I'm not going to make this a thing in which like now you have your life is over. It's not. And then where we're moving is much better and a nicer It's where we were a couple of years ago. So it's like, uh, she's very privileged, my child, <laughs> quite privileged. And we are privileged as well. We kind of work our, our butts off to provide this type of privilege. It is not afforded to us as being two people of color who live in a very white space with a very kind of way higher than the average, you know, median income in terms of the country itself. And then also being in a space that like, mostly like the the crimes that happen here are like people stealing mail like you know what i mean like it just it literally is very... and it's, it's so funny because it's like you know i'm from pine hills like I'm, i know what actual crime girl, is like exactly and people will go in we have like a thing for our town and it's like it's like a, a private facebook and people will be complaining and again like i understand like it's not fun to have your like, no it's not stolen, it's not fun to have something but that you work for at a the same stolen. time the the way that people act about some of these things is like it's it's like when you whew. grew up in pine hills and like i grew up in decatur where people were being murdered and yes, like actual so crime was different. happening <laughs> so i'm like yeah i guess because so we... people in our town right now are really afraid of like the teenagers because yes. they hang out in parks and like they'll hang out like too close to they're like oh they're too close to like the families and so they're hanging out in the parks you know they're just doing things that teens do and they're cursed they're cussing because that's yeah. what teenagers do like teenagers just want to see how many times they can say the f word in like one sentence because they just started using it and so everyone's like oh, we don't know what to do and i'm just like oh my gosh like they're just teenagers like either ignore them because they want attention or just like talk to their parents to be like they're being and they are like the equivalent like, of like serious. the vampires in Buffy before they started like being you know what I mean? like <laughs> she was in high school but you know, the vampires were always the kids who were wearing leather and like starting stuff you know what I mean like you would yeah. be like oh the vampires are so unruly that's what I think about whenever the, there's a the post about the teenage boys adults here are afraid of these kids and I'm just like they are just teenagers like not, honestly not even- afraid they're trying to like militarize the town with police presence to stop children who are spoiler alert to anyone who's surprised by our podcast they're all white they Um, are but for some reason i think the people who are at home who don't go outside who aren't reading somehow think that this is neighborhood like people children of color are coming into the neighborhood like roughing things up but it's like every video every Every doorbell video, for the most part, every like cell phone video, it's been children who live in this. Well, town. because nine times out of ten, if you're a child of color, and especially if you're a black child, your parent has had that conversation with you that's like, you can't do things like this because that's dangerous for you. But white kids, like, 
especially where we are, they can do those things. And it's because it's like, it's not really like they don't address things, but I'm just like, I would just tell the kid to stop. Like, I just don't like, I'd answer the door and be like, what the hell are you doing? Like, but people are afraid to do that. And I just find that to be hilarious. It's very, (laughs) it's, I, we could go, like, I feel like I could have, if I didn't, if I can't, didn't care, if like, if I, if I didn't have a child, I think I would probably start a podcast about this town, like, just to like laugh. But, like, I was just thinking how funny would it be to like talk to style um, Nicole like only- Byer and remember when they talked about celebration? Uh, yeah, like, I would love to have like a an episode where we were like, well, we live there, so let's talk about it. <laughs> I would do it in the style like only murders in the building in like the Hulu show, in which how uh, extra they I are about it. that. Like that's the way we would record the podcast about Celebration Florida. Like very. Dramatic, I bet you that podcast would do numbers because people are very interested. Oh, the in Disney, the Disney people would be like obsessed, but it's just it's so wild. But that yeah. that being considered, like Christmas being a saint and very generous because I probably like our Patreon was launched like three or four weeks ago, and I've just been trying to move so listen in other news like we've done we've been doing a lot of things also for the nonprofit. which if you don't know angelica is an executive board member on the nonprofit. so anything like that i'm working on with the nonprofit, she normally has her hand in as well and so we just recently finalized all of our program content it's basically like anna and i wrote like a mini book and right now, um, Angelica is like spearheading designing it. Um, so her and Anna have been working on that like a ton, which is great. And then we've also started having like actual um, fundraisers, which is awesome. Yeah. So and meetings and getting to see the people because some yeah, of the board members so I did not know. Like I've known mo- like you know some of them, or you've seen or met some of them, like most of them. But there were people who I'm like, oh, it's nice to, see. or even just it's nice to see you after we all thought that 2020 was going to be the best year of our lives because we all see, saw each other last at your birthday. But we yeah. all collectively were like, ha, 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 this is the best year of our lives. Yep. As yeah. in like the episode of Love Life um, when they get to the 2020 part, like it just straight up becomes trash right after. So uh, that that being said, we will be obviously the work is already done on the Patreon. It just needs to be uploaded and getting together so people were excited about supporting us in a different type of way and supporting our new ideas because there's some really cool stuff that will be coming i just quite literally have been a mess i'm like <laughs> listen it'll it'll if nothing else it'll be up by next year so we can be do up it by yeah straight up so anyway moving forward uh, so we're gonna talk ep- about apps today which i'm really excited about because my phone just updated and did your phone, well, no, you don't have an iPhone. I don't have I an iPhone, but we did that. just get Android 12 a okay, couple weeks it's ago, so which is different. a big development. Like it's a, yeah, like this, yes. this newest one, I just actually got today and it it's, if you like, if you have an iPhone, I'm sure like, I feel like they always, all the different phones do like big updates at the same time. Yes. So this was a really big update and it just really got me thinking about like how we use our phones so much for work, but not always with the apps that you think. Like, obviously like we're all using like, email and Google suite and just like, you know, different apps for, you know, socials and stuff and stuff like that. But I think that there's things that people don't think about that we're using for business. So I kind of wanted to share or like not even business, but like creativity, productivity, all those type of good things. So I kind of wanted to share some of those today um, and share the ones that I've been like using the most um, so that we can just, you know, kind of learn about different types of apps and how people are using them. And I'd love to hear, you know, from listeners as well, like what apps you are loving. Cause I always feel like the holiday season is actually a good time to like 
play around with apps because most people end up with a little bit of time off of work or just like some, you know, depending on your industry, but sometimes you have downtime after the holidays, like the holidays themselves are very busy, but like after Christmas, if you have a product-based business, most people are not buying as much after Christmas. So it's like, okay, this is a good time to kind of like play around with the new app and get to know it. Um, so yeah, I'll go ahead and start. So the first one that I wanted to say is not really like, again, an app that helps me run my business per se, but it's one that I use a lot um, for like productivity purposes. And that would be Libby. And basically what it is, is it's an app where you can um, rent books from the actual library instead of like just somewhere random. Um, and this is great because basically Republicans are trying to have libraries not be a thing anymore and this has been on their agenda for a long time it's not really a new thing i have an aunt who is like a uber hardcore republican she married into the family and i don't talk to her anymore for so many reasons uh many of them to be racist um but yeah she's been hating libraries for like i mean the last time i talked to her was like 10 years ago and she's been hating libraries since then so i knew that this was something that would come to the forefront eventually with uh, republicans but it's here and they hate libraries and they want to shut them down and libraries are so important because there's so many people that don't have privilege that it opens up basically a world of privilege for them. You know what I'm saying? It's like, there are so many things that like, if you don't have a computer at home, if you don't have printing, like all these different things that a library can offer you. And then also like computer classes, like just all sorts of different classes that they have. And then of course, just the books in general, right? Like you can learn so much and do so much from reading. I honestly can say 100% that everything that I have in my life and this entire life that I've built has been because I am a good reader and because I've learned a ton through reading and I've been able to apply the skills that I've learned through reading. That's literally like books have gotten me to where I am in life because I did not start out in life with a lot. I was not handed the best cards, but I was able to read tons of books and to play my hand right and turn things around for myself. So I'm just such a huge like advocate of libraries. If you knew me when I was like 17, 18, 19, I was always in the library, always using the resources and just using them to level up uh, what I want to do with my life. Um, so yeah, Libby is a great way to be able to support um, libraries without even having to go to one. You can listen to books online and that's been really helpful for me with my business because a lot of what I do now is pouring candles and packaging items and that sort of thing. And when I'm doing that, I, you know, don't want to just like not have anything on. And sometimes I'll play music or a podcast or whatever, but I think it's a great time to kind of like listen to a book as well. And of course you can do, um, you know, like fiction books and stuff, but I think it's great to do like personal development and business books at that time as well. Um, so I've been kind of using that to be like, all right, let's level up with like a self-help book or a business book while also literally like running my business. Um, so yeah, I think everyone should download it. Everyone should support libraries. So it's free app. So go download it right now. Yeah. If you need to give to something, give to your local library this, you know, upcoming giving season, cause they definitely are going to need it. Funding is being cut. A lot of the places at local levels, and not only that, but employment, obviously, it's very hard to pay a librarian or library staff what they're worth. And as we're going through the great, uh, what is it they call the great resignation, librarians also leaving their professions and going to more lucrative things with better 
you know, benefits and better pay. So just think about trying to support your libraries any way you can, because it is a struggle out here to keep a good librarian. Um, my app actually is not even an app. We're talking about a feature. The first thing I was talking about, because as we were talking about uh, upgrades and things, that I, uh, <laughs> I was Android uh, 12 came out recently, but they also announced the release of the Pixel 6, which we have been uh, Google phone people for as long as Android has come out. Like we were BlackBerry people and then we switched over to the Nexus and we were Nexus people and then we've been Pixel people ever since. Um, and so excited about the Pixel 6 because it comes with the one feature that's specifically a game changer, which will be a game changer for people who have businesses who do social posts and take a lot of your photographs with your phone. That's the magic eraser feature. So now you can quite literally get rid of things in app, in your camera app as you, after you take the photo. So you just select them and get rid of like people in the background or whatever it is. And as someone who lives in a tourist area and like a lot of my clients do want to be out and about, especially if we're in our town and we're talking about creating business groups here is that like there are people, they're tourists all the time in the background of pictures of things. And so it's nice to have something in the app of the camera where you can just select it and it has the object permanence to know and take that group of things and take it out and it's very clean and it works pretty much very similarly like the one in photoshop so it's bananas because it's like that was a huge deal not even that long ago no right when photoshop got it exactly i remember having to do it before photoshop got it exactly oh same same girl hard and then like when they it was one of those things like when they added it i was like this is such a game changer so to have that like built into a phone like that's pretty it's pretty serious like it straight up is awesome so that is my like game changing like camera business situation because where we live there's just stuff all the time or like if you are on site with a client and trying to get shots there's always random things that like you if you're behind the lens, you really can't see, but being able to like take a step back and be like oh I didn't even see the sign that said like help you know what I mean like whatever and I can just tap it and get it out of the picture and be able to have it ready for social without having to like go home, download it, then open Photoshop and then take that thing out. So it's definitely going to help mobility for me, at least because I am a person that's ready to go on the go. And I'm not really, I work a lot for my phone because I technically don't have a lot. Like I have a laptop situation, but it's not the kind where it has, it's not an Apple laptop. Um, so I can't take my two iMacs with me to Starbucks, even though I've seen it, I've seen it be done. But I'm not going to do it. And so being able to do most of my work even more efficiently on my phone is just a game changer. So I hope you guys, if you are Android people and you are thinking about upgrading your phone, definitely recommend trying to try out at least the Pixel 6. Check it out and try to get into that uh, feature because it's amazing. It's a game changer. That's awesome. I'm actually very jealous. It's a, it's a thing that like, I'm like, oh, straight up. I'm sure. I mean, and again, like with any phone technology, it'll be on iOS and a couple releases. I'm sure they're working on I know, on but right I now. don't like when I don't get things first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's messed up. What am I even paying for this iPhone for? I'm sure they're all the same price, but whatever. I don't know that I'd even like be able to figure out how to use another phone at this point. Yeah. I mean, I had an iPhone for a short period of time. Like, I mean, I'm going to say short period. It's like two years. Um, a couple of years ago, just because we had one for testing and then my Pixel 4 broke. Uh, no, I had a Pixel 3 something. I think the whatever. And it, no, I think I had the 3B, whatever. What I had, a, I think I may have had the first Pixel. Whichever phone I had last broke or might have been the last, like one of the last Nexus. It broke. 
And so I was just like, oh, well, I'm not going to buy a new phone. Like we already have this phone in testing. We have the iPhone to test apps and websites and stuff on it. So I take it and got it and made it my new phone. But the problem is I have Google Fi <laughs> as a phone provider. And so while I could not get, they, they made chips for iPhones, like towards the end of me having that iPhone and it worked out, but it was not like my, it just wasn't as integrated. We just, we, we are Google people. We use Google speech on everything. Like we've had all this stuff. And so it was not difficult, but I just don't, I didn't, I don't like FaceTime. I don't like the idea of people being able to think that they can face which they did. I'd be like, what are we doing? Don't know, which there's Google Duo, but like people don't pick it up and not so culturally like ingrained to you. Just like, whereas FaceTime, I think like people use it so much with their peers that like, they think that like, we're friends, we can, and I'm like, child, no, like, do not FaceTime me? What are we doing? So like, I don't like that. Like, no, thank you. Like, ah, get off my phone. Uh, but it, yeah, but well, the biggest issue was when I switched back to Pixel, I lost my iMessage was connected to my phone number. And for some reason, people could not message me for a little bit on my main phone number, which I really don't use. Uh, so that was the struggle. That's the only like changing between operating systems thing that I don't deal with. But, you know, I feel like all phones are like, it, it is what it, I'm not a loyalist or whatever. It just, it, that's what's worked best for our lifestyle. If an iPhone that came out that was like out of the block, like out of the water, whatever. Of course we switch. We're not like, I don't get paid by Google. Right. So I don't have that kind yeah. of loyalty. I don't have that kind of brand loyalty. I just have brand loyalty. I also loyalty don't like get a new phone whenever the new phone comes out. Cause I'm just like, I don't care. Like I just wait until my phone is like falling apart. And then I'm like, I guess I'll get a new okay, phone. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not like running in line to go get a brand new phone. Just never. The phone came out. It's like, no, we keep our phones to the wheels are broken. They off. never like, do like <laughs> anything. I mean, this is, this is a feature that you're talking about that I yeah, would that's actually where we're like, upgrade okay. a phone for. But like most of the time it's like, I remember like back when like Siri came out and everyone's like, oh, you have to get the new phone to get Siri. And I was like, I don't need to talk to her. Right. I don't no, know her like that. She not, we're not friends. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't even hear my day to day. Like I have thumbs. I can just type, you know, what is whatever. Like it's it literally does not really take any time at all. So I was like, nah, there's not really been many um, updates, like not updates, but like new features on a phone that have made me be like, oh, I need this. I remember when they came out with the Memojis, they were like, oh, you got to buy this now because we have this song by, um, what was it? It was by Big Boy. And they're like, we're going to sing this song in the commercial with the Memoji. So you better buy this new phone. And I was like, no, I'm good. Like, I'm not going to use that feature. Hard, so. pass. <laughs> hard, hard pass. Um, so the second one that I'm going to talk about is a photo editing app. Um, and of course, there's so many good ones out there. But the reason I really like this one is because um, as you know, again, somebody who was a photographer for over a decade, I really enjoy being able to just edit on things like clarity and contrast and saturation and vibrance and temperature and brightness and tint and, um, like different hues and highlights, shadows, uh, you know, all of that stuff, like your high color, your midtone color, your shadow color exposure. I like to be able to go in and do those things myself without it just being a filter. Um, and so your phone does have some capabilities, no matter what type of phone you have to do that. But I also like, I, I want to go more in depth, more similar to what it would be, um, you know, if you were using like Photoshop, but not 
that extra, right? So it's like when I like I'm like I want to go more in depth, but I, it's not that serious. It's not Photoshop serious, and this is kind of like a good in between. Um, so with this app, like they have an adjust feature, and you can literally adjust all those things that I mentioned and more. So you can get really specific with it. But if you are the type of person that's like, listen, I don't want to do all that. Like I just want to throw a filter on it. Then there are super great filters to use as well. And I have never bought any filters in this app, and I have like one, two two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine huge packs. Like each pack has like probably 10 different types of filters in it. Um, occasionally they'll have one that's like free. And when they have a free one, I'm like, I'll take that one. And then it's built in with a few. And then it also has like effects, which are, you know, cool. And um, it has framing, which that's interesting to me that there are a lot of photo apps that exist that you can't actually like crop the photo in free form when you're in the photo app, like they might, if you can crop it at all, it's like very specific rate rate um, ratios where I'm like, no, I want to do what I want to do. Like I want it. So I used to, for a long time, I used a different app and I had to like go into one app to crop it the way I wanted and then go into another to edit it. So this one is just very like, you know, it does everything. And that's why I like it. It's like, does everything in one space. If again, if you're like the type that like me, you want to go a little bit more in depth with, the control for the image, you can do that. But if you also just want a quick thing that you can like quick fix, whatever, then you can do that. And then again, it saves um, formulas and such for you, which if you do like the same sort of style, that makes things just easy to use. And I'm all about like, how can you utilize social media as a brand as a business and make it quick and make it fun and make it easy, right? And I think that we are seeing a little bit more return to content that like still looks good, but is not quite as curated as it was before. Like, of course, if you're taking photos for like a website, like you're going to want to have like that great shot. But I'm finding more and more that there's like a lot of brands that are on socials where they they want things to look a little more real. You know what I mean? So I think that this is a great app for that for keeping things looking good and everything. Um, but you can still do it quickly and not have to you know, have things be quite as curated. Um, so yeah, definitely go download it. Color Story, it's free. And again, I, I don't do, there are purchases that you can do in-app. I personally can't recommend any of them because I haven't done any of them. I've been using it for quite some time and I've only used the free version. So that would be my second one. It's wild to me. And I like, I feel like I'm so anti this movement of like the real social media. <laughs> For brands, it's so, because the editing is so, like, it's edited, but it's so not good. And so I feel like that you have to have a, I feel like you have to have, not just a social media person, you have to have a photographer to do those type of realistic shots, but still do enough editing where it's not, like, what are we doing? I just, I don't know. And of course, I'm a person who uses social media so sparingly and I don't really use it as a source of truth or anything because I work in the industry. I know everything's marketing made up and it's BS. So for me, I'm like, visually, it's just not where it's at. And so if I see a brand that's like all about like filters and emojis on top of their photos and stuff, I'm just, it's turned out like that's not for me. Like I just don't So I don't necessarily like that. that. Like I don't like if they do all that, but I do like if they're just like more... No, natural um, photos, but you know, yeah, you have like, an yeah, eye yeah. for it. So you're a photographer, so you know yeah, how to make it and look that's, good. Of course, yeah. And it's like, I do go in knowing that, but it's like, but you're right. I mean, like if somebody doesn't, then I don't recommend doing like, that and, approach. And even if I do use like, because I'll sometimes use like, for example, the other day I used a uh, Christmas filter to just show some behind the scenes. I was working on um, candles 
And I wanted to let people in Florida know that we are offering free shipping for Central Florida people, free delivery, actually. Um, and so I wanted to give that code out. And I just, I was like, I could do a whole shoot because I had everything ready. I was like going to do a whole shoot. And then I was like, I'm just going to do a little video that's like with this little cute little snow falling filter. And I was like, the the way that the edit was, was very similar to um the uh type of look that I do when I'm shooting like candles and stuff so I was like I think that this will work and it didn't it was like super simple yeah. and then I sold out a third of my inventory just like with that but it's true it's like you have to really know the vibe you can't just be throwing on like everything and I think emojis I don't know like I mean if you have a very specific type of brand but to me I'm like unless it's like like this i have so i i think of branded emojis like i think like if you're gonna yeah you know if you're gonna use an emoji like you need to keep it kind of consistent within the brand so for kismet and charisma i used the white heart because we do lots of it's it's a very minimal brand like it's very minimal decor that's the whole point of the candles is that they're not going to be like wild standing out you know a bright colored type of thing so i use a white heart when i'm doing communication on that like you know, writing comments back and forth and stuff, I'll use a white heart. And then on love doesn't hurt. I use an orange heart because oranges are brand color. I love obviously. So a heart. And I think that it's like, it is a younger brand. So you can use like a cute little orange heart or whatever. But I feel like also because it's kind of a serious like subject matter, like I don't want to bit get like too crazy with it and use like a ton of emojis. <laughs> just like the laughing emoji. And, like, yeah, I'm like, no, like, no, you know, it's a little bit too much, you know. Whereas like on my personal one, like I'll use whatever because I don't, I don't care. Um, but yeah, it is, it is true. And even like with Heart and Hustle, like it's funny because with Heart and Hustle, I feel like I don't use any emojis because I feel like together that would be, if you put our personalities together, it would be like no emojis. Because I'm so, like, I, if you put my personality, my personality, you know that, like, emoji that's, like, the little celebration. It's, like, the little triangle thing. And it's, like, the little hoop, so, yeah. like, three of those plus, like, <laughs> two pink hearts plus a white heart and maybe, like, I don't know, like, a random fruit. That would be, like, my personality emojis. And your personality would be, like, negative emojis. <laughs> like, just no emojis. Like, ne- like negative 50 emojis. So if you put those together, then you get, like, zero emojis. <laughs> and anyone that knows us personally is, like, this is, this is so yeah, accurate. An accurate. An accurate description. <laughs> Straight up. Well, speaking about emojis, my next app rec- recommendation is actually a chat app, which businesses, some businesses are using already, but... It's typically was started mostly for the gaming community and like a little bit of the nerds, but Discord, which is, if you've heard of it, you probably heard of it in a negative way unless you're actually on it because there's a lot of drama in the gaming world. I don't go in there, so I don't know what happens. But in terms of creating your own server and having accessibility, it's very easy to use and it's very similar to like a Slack where you have your channels, et cetera, set up. And the thing that I really like about Discord is because it's a tech e-app, which is, Slack is a tech app. It's not not true, but it's definitely more of a business app. Whereas just Discord is definitely about efficiency and this community of people who want to build things and build things quickly. And the amount of bots that they have built to help uh, just simplify and like automate the processes of different things is bananas. Like it's straight up just really cool space that, if you're like an elder millennial, you're probably not on it, but it really just, 
I, if you've used Slack enough, you like the bots and Slack that automate things and it's really cool and it's really nice and what we like with our business. But in terms of having small groups and community things, I think Discord works a little bit better than Slack just because A, Slack becomes expensive depending on how big your group is. And it really is a little bit more serious, whereas Discord is kind of community based. So I think people who are trying to create community groups who don't want to go the route of having a Facebook group because Facebook backslash meta backslash whatever it's called now is, hmm. you know, the devil, whatever. Continue. Not to say that Discord yes. is any better, but like, I don't know the people who make it, but they haven't committed any war crimes and they haven't, you know, contributed to election being stolen. Yeah, today. that's definitely so, a plus. <laughs> you know, if that's the bare minimum that you're looking for, maybe Discord is the, the thing that you need to create for your community groups. And as we start to, again, open back up, whether we want to or not, and if you're in places where people take things seriously, I'm excited for you to get together and hang out. Uh, Discord is that like in between that you guys can use to keep the conversation going. And it's just, it's an easy, accessible thing to use. The app is really easy to use on your phone. And a lot of people use it on a computer because again, they're gamers. So it's a little bit more intense, but I've been enjoying the small communities that I am in on Discord. I'm kind of excited to have a group on it myself. So I would say I would really love like um, if we could do some Patreon content to where you could like dive a little deeper into discord and how to use it i've used it before for like um activism work and yeah. it's like i do it but i also feel like i'm a little overwhelmed you know what i'm saying it's like it's like i'm keeping up but i'm also like yeah so and I, I feel like there's like features and stuff that i'm not like getting the most out of it i'm just like doing it and being like okay i kind of am following this so yeah i think that on patreon it'd be really cool if in the future you die like i don't know how about we go about that but i i feel like there's just so much to learn about that because it is really like it's a deep dive yeah and it's a tool that i think a lot of people are starting to utilize more as they look for alternatives to slack and facebook just because slack is very expensive like it is what it is i know microsoft is coming out with a tool that is similar to what Google Wave was. Again, elder millennials who were in tech, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Pre-Slack, that was Google Wave was Slack. And so I think Microsoft has bought that technology or is integrating that technology into their new tool. And so they're going to have their own thing. And I think that's why they're kind of not shipping so many updates with Teams as they have been before. So people who use Microsoft and that lost on you, there are things coming for you as well. But definitely keep your eyes and ears on the ground for these tools because remote work is going to continue and a lot, especially in tech in our industry, you know, we don't really have a need to go <laughs> into offices a lot of the times. And if you're going to be connecting your communities and to stay equitable with communities, especially places that are like suburbs in the South, like our, our cities in the South, where we are kind of just a bunch of suburbs made into like metro areas, the way to stay accessible and equitable is having an online space as well in between your meeting times. Because a lot of times meetups are happening like after work and a happy hour and people who are like nurses or doctor or work, you know, like shifts, like 12 hour shifts can't come hang out at like 630 to eat pizza and drink coffee or drink wine or whatever it is at your little meetup place. Like it's nice to have it, but you should record that stuff, that workshop, that educational stuff and put it online and have it in the community that's available for everyone to utilize. So I think as we go back into the way we were doing community before, it's, we're not approaching it, at least, you know, here at Seven Alley, that's not the way we're approaching it anymore. We're approaching it from an accessible place because I think people need to respect parents and yes. younger people and people with community like you know things and just make it more accessible and i don't think the previous startup hangout culture has ever been no you know accessible in that way in that space and so the way we're looking at it is definitely trying to be more accessible and trying to get more people together because 
Like if you do live in these little small, small big cities in the South, they are just, again, a bunch of suburbs and they're not close together. It's like, yeah, you live in Orlando, but (laughs) you, you know, we're 45 minutes away from like this person, this person, that person. And it's like, the the meeting place is not always the the space where people can go. So we're just trying to be more accessible in 2022 and looking at things. And so I think Discord and any of these little community digital spaces where things can live and thoughts and ideas and sharing can be done appropriately uh, will be helpful in the, the upcoming year. So that yeah. would be my next recommendation. I definitely would want us to have an accessibility episode soon because I just feel like you know, we've seen so many people wanting to just like jump back into everything. And I'm like, have we literally learned nothing? Like, I don't understand. Um, But yeah, it's like, that needs to be something that's discussed because, you know, like small business owners need to try to be leading the way on that. Of course, there's going to be some corporations that are just like going to do whatever they want to do. But I think that like, we can all be really being a lot more inclusive with these sort of things. And you know, it's, it's not hard. Like, it's just really, it's actually, I find it almost like it's easier to be inclusive, about yeah. but, but like people act like it's like an inconvenience and I'm like, no, it's, it's like literally easier, often cheaper. Um, so yeah, I just, I don't understand, uh, you know, the thought process behind that, but yeah, we'll definitely have to do an episode about that at some point. Cause it's so important. Um, so my last app is an app that we all know Many of us already love. Uh, many of us are very confused by it, um, but we're all pretty much familiar with it, and that is TikTok. And I know you're like probably all like, "Oh well, I've already heard of TikTok." I'm sure you have. The thing is, is that I think a lot of people, at least in my old age demographic, are not utilizing it for business. And I get it because you're just like, "Well, I already have to do A, B, and C. So like, no, we're not going to like get into that. And it's definitely not going to be for everybody. But one thing that I'm seeing is that it is much easier to get eyes on what you are doing on TikTok than it is on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, like anywhere else, basically. Um, The algorithm is still working in the favor of users pretty much. So it's just not as hard to go viral. And so many businesses are seeing literally just like night and day situations from going viral on TikTok. So I literally know people who, you know, had it happen to them and have have had that benefit. Um, And like one of the best ways is just kind of making a video that kind of shows behind the scenes of like what you do, shows your product, maybe shows your product in action. They're actually not as hard to make as you think that they are. Like you could make a decent one in like, again, like it's not like you're not making like the be all end all, right? Like you're just showing the product or showing the service or whatever. Um, and some people make them in like 20, 30 minutes and you post it and it's not always going to go viral, but a lot of times even just starting out and having no followers on TikTok, your video will be seen more than it will on Instagram, which is constantly kind of suppressing content and making it hard for people to find your content, unfortunately. So I really do hope that like Instagram gets their algorithm under, like they're basically trying to be TikTok and it's like not working. And so it's like just destroying the algorithm and kind of the experience for a lot of people. Um, But yeah, I have personally been spending more time studying how to use and utilize TikTok. I've been making videos for fun right now just to kind of get used to 
making them and, you know, getting better at doing so. But I do plan on in the new year having a lot of candle videos where I'll kind of show you the process of pouring a candle, what the packaging process looks like, you know, how we test scents. Um, and just showing you kind of more behind the scenes of like what what goes into it, especially as I have recently raised the price of my candles and I'm going with new um, like new uh, shipping and whatnot materials for next year. So it's going to be like a new look and stuff. And so I just kind of want to show like this is why it costs what it costs, because it's such a you know, each candle is individually poured. This is not a machine. This is you know, this is like hand poured. Um, and each one is, you know, literally like created with the consumer, the customer in mind, um, so that they're having the best experience when they have that candle at home. Um, so yeah, so I, I love the idea of being able to show more behind the scenes, uh, with that sort of content. And I love how, you know, like TikTok content, a lot of it when it's businesses, like you're really just getting to know that business and getting to know like, okay, this is why I want to spend my money here. Um, and again, just way like, it's not that they don't have an algorithm. They have one too. And, you know, for some of the creators that have gone super, super, super viral, there has been issues with them being seen, but most business owners that are getting into it now are saying like, it's wild because you still can start now and, and be seen. So if you are struggling with Instagram and you are making reels and stuff like that anyways, it just kind of makes sense to go ahead and make that jump as well to TikTok see how you do there, take some of those reels and repurpose them into TikTok. Um, and yeah, like it's, it's just kind of makes sense to do. So we'll see how social media goes in 2022. You just never know. Facebook slash meta is still like trash engagement on there for businesses is terrible. I'm really seeing that most people are not even like bothering using Facebook for, like their businesses at this point, like they have a Facebook, but they just don't like update it, you know? Um, yeah. So we'll see if Instagram, like, I don't think Instagram will go that way, but you just, you never really know. So again, I will just also take this moment to say that I always think it's important to have your own .com, your own website where people can find you. Because at the end of the day, you remember when that Instagram scare happened this year and it went down, everybody lost their minds. So at the end of the day, we never know if Instagram, if Twitter, if TikTok, if Facebook, if whatever will go completely down or if they'll they'll put up a paywall. They could do that tomorrow and they could say, oh, if you want to use this, it's X amount of dollars a day or whatever. So it's so good to have a dot com where you know that people are going to be able to find your content and, you know, your services, your products, etc. I am literally seeing people that are like selling products and don't have a website, and they're selling them online. Please don't do that. Like, please have a website. Even if it is super simple, just make sure that people know how to contact you just in case things things change. Because you can have a high number, you can get locked out of your account, and they won't help you. Things like that happen. So just make sure you have your .com. But yeah, I'm excited to get more into TikTok for business. Um, and if you are using TikTok for your business, send me those TikToks. Um, because I would love to see him and I would love to learn and I'd love to support you. So those are good tips. I think, uh, straight up facts. It's so hard to like, I feel like to get anything done in your own bubble is impossible. Now you have to be in a community. And I feel like TikTok is one of those places that has community for very niche areas. Like, I yes, have, you know, very. family members in trucking and, 
her community's there. Like they're on TikTok, they talk about it all the time and that type of stuff. So it's been really cool to uh, learn more about those areas. But uh, I feel like there's so many, y'all, I, I feel like I use so many apps, but I think I would recommend also in terms of community building in top of like Discord, sorry to have back-to-back community apps. But uh, I totally, I use Marco Polo for when my friends are going out of town or traveling, uh, especially when they used to travel internationally. It'd be cool to just give videos on their own time. But I've also used it for groups in which like local groups or even people who didn't live, like we just had social groups of people where we were trying to keep each other accountable, et cetera. And so we would be able to do Marco Polos where we could like be on as often as you want and be off as much as you want. And I think that helps for people who are really into video and like have kids. Again, the busy factor in being accessible is that it doesn't take anything to hold inside a message. And you can watch and reply on your own time. There's no uh, type of stress or like, you know, pressure to do it like immediately. Like it is on, it, it lives forever. And so I kind of like that with parent. I always tell people, and I think we talk about on this app, on, I mean, on this podcast is like using Marco Polo with your parents because parents love to talk all day, but like yes. them the aspect to like record their own videos at their own time and be like, okay, well give us a response and I'll respond when I need to, that type of thing works. So definitely uh, recommend Marco Polo on top of having kind of a, another option for community building. I really love that app and I totally forgot that I loved it. Like you introduced me to it like a long time ago and then I like stopped using it for whatever reason. And that's a really smart, I'm like re-downloading it right now or just like pulling it back up because, you know. Um, But yeah, I love the idea of like um, using it for like an accountability group too because that's so great for that. And I am not a uh, group text type of person. Like I will do whatever I can to avoid sending a group text. Like I will copy out a message in my notes. And then like, even if I'm sending the same message to 10 people, I'll just like individually go in because I hate to be a part of a group chat. So I don't want to like put myself in one or put other people in one, like nine times out of 10, not a group chat person. So I I love that idea because it's not the same like notification system where you're going to have like a million text messages. Exactly. Well, we hope that these things have helped you guys and that you have new technology options. To if you are using into. any apps that, you know, are not just your typical business apps, but you're using them for business, we would love to hear about them. You can always reach out to us on, I mean, why would you reach out to us on Facebook? But I guess if you wanted to, you could. We're the Heart and Hustle <laughs> podcast. The best place um, would probably be sending us a DM on Instagram at Heart and Hustle Podcast or emailing us at Heart and Hustle Podcast at Gmail. Um, and then of course, if you want to write to us on Twitter, you can do that at heart hustle pod. We're there more often than Facebook. Like we're just, I mean, who's on Facebook. Um, and then of course, if you would like to re- leave us a review, we would love if you would do that. Uh, reviews are fantastic. They let other people know about the podcast so that they can find it and just learn stuff to help their business as well. So definitely rate and review wherever you rate and review. Cause I don't know where that happens. <laughs> on apple Podcasts. so thank you guys for hanging out and listening to us and we will see you guys next week bye bye